Hello, everybody. This is the Fairweather Podcast. It's your boy, 2K Suave. I'm here with my boy, A-Rod. My boy got uh, the young Joker behind him. Uh, it's crazy that that man is uh, has has accomplished so much, but the big Joker, shout out to the big Joker. Yeah, that boy got titties in my pick, man. He got he got a little, little man titties. It's okay. <laughs> Junkie, man, but he's a humble guy. Shout out to the Joker for winning the MVP. Shout out uh, to Triple H. Shout out to Triple H showing up to Liberty City to ring the bell with all the of a sudden he's he's Joel and B's biggest fan. What's up? Yeah, I'm, is he even from Philadelphia or from Pennsylvania? Triple H, I have no idea where he's from, but Joel and B was doing uh, <laughs> I got two words for you. And ever since then, Triple H has took that and ran with it. Yo, like if you look at the 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 high rollers that go to 76ers games, we got Michael Rubin and Robert Kraft in the front row. Gucci may be showing up. Little baby was there the other night. Meek Mill's always there. Um, we got some high rollers is always showing up. Robert Kraft is the, is the Eagles' like biggest fan, and he hangs out with Meek Mill and Michael Rubin. And now we got Triple H showing up. Dr. J rang the bell uh, uh, for Game Two. We got some. We got some star-studded talent. We got. We got. We got our own Spike Lee. I'm pretty sure Michael Rubin's partial partial owner of them too, as well, isn't he? Michael, yeah, oh, the owner of Fanatic. Well, one one of the owners, majority owners of Fanatics. He's also yeah. one of the owners of uh of the so, Philadelphia 76ers. So, I've been following Michael Rubin for a while, uh, trying to get rich like him. I slide yeah. in the DMs every now and then to see if he can give me like a, you know, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I pay a lot of money for all your stuff on Fanatics. So, if you want to slide me like you know some tickets or. A job, I'll, I'll like, take it. <laughs> he's definitely a cool dude, embraced by a bunch of weird celebrities that you wouldn't expect to be in his entourage. He, he, because he's he's heavy on on uh, uh, justice reform, criminal yeah. justice reform. He, him and Robert Kraft have been heavy on that, so yeah, they rock listens, with him. He listens, which is a which is another that's thing. All, yeah, if a billionaire listens, that's all. It, that's all it takes. Yeah, Meek, Meek name drops him in all of his uh, his songs too, so I appreciate because Meek, Meek he's Meek is like that. We got we have freeway at the games. We got Beanie Siegel. You know, we got Cassidy. Siegel ain't showing up to no games. Listen, man, if they wanted to, no, <laughs> but free, freeway be there. He, oh yeah, he be there. Even episode, though what we do is wrong. <laughs> episode twenty five, though we are on episode twenty five. Two five. So, shooting down the list of the topics we're gonna be talking about today, uh, Julio Jones is now signed with the team. We'll discuss his impact with that team. Is it going to change the, the lay of the land there uh, from being an offensive-heavy uh, running game, or is it going to shift more to a pass game? We're, we're going to discuss that. Uh, we'll also give our five, uh, I guess, wide receiver core catches. Yeah, receiver core. Cause we, there was like a little argument on uh, social media about the best two duos, but it ain't about the duos. It's about the whole core, so. Yeah, we're gonna break it down. When you get to the Buccaneers, it's just a shit show there of players. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get to we'll get to those and we'll discuss our our top fives. We'll get some honorable mentions, whatever you want. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll discuss uh, big man behind behind me eating his cheese doodles back there. Uh, we'll discuss that the big man is back and all the big men that have made some significantly big plays or big games in the playoffs, which we predicted. Like months ago, by the way, yeah. about the big man being back. Yeah, old so, discussion about it. 
we'll discuss that. We'll, we'll break it down uh, in round two, and then we'll look at the new look playoffs. This is the first time since 2010 that Steph and LeBron aren't in the finals, and Andre Iguodala as well. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't think I didn't know about the Iggy one. Yeah, so because he was with the Heat last year. That's true. That's very true. But LeBron was there too. So we'll discuss uh, the new look playoffs, the eight teams that are in it, uh, how a lot of them are kind of novices in the playoffs and going deep, even to the finals and winning championships. We'll discuss that and if there's going to be a new dynasty to take down the LeBron and Steph dynasties, could there be a new one coming or they're just going to get a lot better and, you know, wax them when they come back into the season next year. And then our fun segment, since Julio Jones has a new home, AJ Brown tried to gift him his number 11, but Julio said, you know what, you keep it. I'm going to switch to number two. So we're going to give our all time uh, players that change their numbers. Don't forget about the, about the goat 23 to six. Yeah, so just gonna, saying, just saying. Twenty-three to six to twenty-three to six again. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, gonna, you y'all gonna see something. Y'all gonna so, see something. We're just gonna give a list of our top players that changed their numbers and were, you know, known. We that stick out to us, I guess. Is funny one. ones, good ones, you know. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun with it. So, all right, let's kick things off. Julio Jones, no longer a Falcon. Sorry, Falcons fans. Let me just say real quick. It's Quintoris Lopez Julio Jones. That's his full legal name. His yeah. real full legal name is Quintoris, by the way. But carry okay. on. More power to his mama. So <laughs> Mr. Jones, keeping up with the Jones, we don't have to really anymore. Now he's in Tennessee. We know where he's landed. And he's sitting in a perfect spot to, in my opinion, dominate that division uh, in a team that's pretty stacked on offense and defense so he'll he won't have to suffer a defense giving up the game all the time they'll be able to hang with other teams and he's not going to just be a decoy like he was in Atlanta uh going decoy there. he wasn't a decoy in Atlanta he's the best receiver in football he just never got any touchdowns so that that kind of sucked if you're a big name receiver yeah, that, that was uh, I wouldn't say that I would I, yeah, that's the worst word I've ever heard on Julio I would never call him a decoy yeah, he only played nine games last year. Yeah, I mean, keep in guy, mind, he listen, he played nine games last year. He has 771 yards and three touchdowns. Your boy, who's now a uh, uh, a jet, Corey Davis, played in 14 games and only had 200 more yards. First so he played off. five more games and only and only got 200 more yards and two more touchdowns in those five games. So He's going to help that offense not be – he wasn't a decoy in Atlanta. He's not going to be decoying. So, so first off, really quick, that's not my boy, okay? We just signed him. So that's your boy. You got to support your – my boy. You're not going to support your guy? <laughs> Bro, when y'all signed him, y'all, you was you – was, hooraying and hoopla. Corey uh, Davis, let's go. I think you're overdoing this. I was, I was, I was okay with it, but I wasn't saying let's go buy this jersey quick. But what I, I said it to you, I said it to you already. What I'm, trying, what I'm trying to get at is I feel like Julio Jones, yes, he got his numbers, but his touchdown production wasn't there. And that's not his fault. We, yeah, we, and I wouldn't put I – mean, he's the best receiver in football. I'm not going to put that on him. At his old age. I was yeah, still yeah. – Even at his age. It's just, it's just the lack of uh, – in my opinion, it's coaching and not getting your, the right player into the, in the end zone when you know he's going to go over there and manhandle people in the end zone, no problem. So I don't think they're going to 
shy him away from that in Tennessee is what I'm getting at. Um, but it's going to be a big bolster to their team. The offense has always been a run and uh, ground and pound with the dreadnought and Derrick Henry. They have a star uh, growing receiver and a young AJ Brown. Now you get to give him a guy he was campaigning for the entire time. And it's Just like a beautiful story. it's like a beautiful story. You get to see a guy wanting something and then actually listening and being like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's, let's go do it. Let's just go get this guy. And they wanted Atlanta wanted in return the first round, but they got a second rounder out of it. Right. They mm-hmm. swapped like six rounders and a fourth or something, but they did some under the deal, you know, I won't tell about that picture you're in kind of thing. Exactly. But yeah. predominantly they're getting a second rounder out of it. So they really didn't have to give up that much in my opinion. Second rounder is a, a good pick to have, but you want your first rounders, second rounders, they're also enticing. So get rid of that and you get a star in Julio Jones for a couple more years. Superstar. Exactly. <clears throat> so, and I don't think Tennessee's never really had a superstar receiver, have they? Outside of Kevin Dyson. Damn. Don't talk. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say that name around Titans fans. They, they, oh, that's, have they had a superstar receiver? Nah, it's always been a running, the running game. Oh, yeah. Eddie George is the world running back. Uh, Chris Johnson, Johnson running back. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry running back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think – I mean, I'm, I might be missing somebody. So does this Julio Jones signing, does this solidify them as the best team in so the – we're just going to poo-poo on the Colts? I mean, I'm not trying to poo-poo. I'm, I'm open up for discussion between you and I. Is, does this solidify them as the best team in the AFC North or no? I can't poo-poo on the Colts. As bad as, as, bad as my last experience with Carson Wentz was – I can't just say that. I mean, their team is built for to win a Super Bowl with the right quarterback. Now, Carson Wentz may not be that quarterback, but I'm comparing roster for roster. I mean, I'm just roster for roster. We'll just take the quarterback out of the equation. I'd much rather be on the Colts roster if I'm looking to win a Super Bowl than the Titans roster. And they were comparing Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz. Ryan Tannehill has gotten better, but I don't think he's – you know, I'm not, he's not, a, he's not that guy, you know, he's not, he's, he's a good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. Neither is Carson Wentz. Don't get me wrong, but I've seen Carson Wentz at his best. And I'm going to say that if I'm comparing them to at their best, Ryan Tannehill benefits off the fact that that play action was just working good for him because he has Derrick Henry behind him and Carson Wentz. He never had no damn Derrick Henry behind him. And at his best, I'm not saying right this second at his best, I would take Carson at his best over Tannehill at his best. And Carson Wentz is going back to, again, this, this experiment might fail, but he's going back to the offense that created him, you know, with uh, the Frank Reich and all the boys over there. Like, this is the offense that, he's, that uh, he, he thrived in. So the RPO is going to be crazy. Jonathan Taylor, the running back, is going to be crazy. Marlon Mack, is, uh, go Bulls, is coming back from injury. Um, you know, their receiving core is not bad. Michael Pittman Jr. is about to get better. Um, you know, they got good tight ends. I, I don't, I, I, w- I just wouldn't say that I could s- sleep on the Colts. I think the Titans are good. Uh, I think they'll both win 10, 11 games next year, but I wouldn't say they're significantly better. Now, if we're comparing receivers between those two teams, uh, AJ Brown and Julio Jones are, and Derrick Henry as, as, as the uh, running back, it was comparing their weapons. I'll probably say their weapons are better than, uh, than the Colts, but I think the Colts' defense is better. The Colts' offensive line is better. Um, 
I mean, I would, yeah, I, I couldn't say that there's a clear cup favorite in that division. Houston, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. That that's a whole mess over there, regardless. And uh, even even if Deshaun Watson plays, that that team is a mess. And then uh, the Jags are just they're about to get distracted by Tebow Mania and. To, yeah. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a, is a baby. He's not going to be bad, but he's still young. He'll have like a Justin Herbert kind of season where he wins. He'll win good games, but close games they might lose because they're not ready for that. For that, Urban Meyer is going to try to put the ball in Tebow's hands at the wrong time, and it's going to be a whole conundrum. So, uh, but no, it's between the Colts and the and, and the Titans. And as of this second, I might I might side with the Colts just a little bit more, just a little bit more. I think um, I think both teams are kind of carbon copies of each other in a way. They both have good defenses. They go, both have good uh, offenses. Uh, I think I think the defenses match up in my in my opinion. The Colts the Colts do have a really good defense, so it's, so it's hard to like not side a little bit more with them. But if I had to pick one, I would pick the Colts defense. I would pick the Titans offense just because of the names that are there and the caliber years that they've been having repeatedly. And you, you went out and got arguably one of the probably 20 best receivers of all times in Julio Jones. 20. Maybe top 10. 10, I would even say 20. He's definitely top seven. I got to look at the numbers, man. Randy. Yeah. I don't want to sit here. Okay. I'm I'm putting him in a good bracket there. Like I'll say he's top seven. I I would put him in top 10 for sure. Now you said top 20. I just put it in a nice sample size there for people. That, no, that's like saying that's like saying there's a I lot of cool receivers, man. I that's like saying Kobe Bryant is, is only top twenty. Nah, he's, man, no, he's, <laughs> he's like the Dan Marino of wide receivers. But regardless, you went out and got a, a Julio Jones, who's a great caliber wide receiver. You have Derrick Henry, who's there. You have a budding AJ Brown once again, like I said, who's coming into his shell of being a really good receiver. And everybody else is just plug and play there. You lost your tight end in Smith and John Two Smith. So there's three big pieces there, but that's all you I would think you would need out of them. The other guys can step up too. Yeah, that John Smith, I, I did forget about that. But when you look at the youth, the youth that the Colts have is insane. They have two young running backs, actually three, in Hines, Mack, and in Taylor. And then their entire receiving core minus T.Y. Hilton, who decided to stay one more year. And let's let's not forget T.Y. has been elite in the past. Like, don't forget, he was an elite receiver in the league for a while. Uh, he's just, you know, getting older and different quarterbacks coming in, different receiving coaches, different offensive coaches. So it's different playbooks he's got to learn. But his presence is still there to teach these young guys and Pascal and Pittman Jr., um and Campbell, all these guys are young. They're they're gonna flourish in that offense. So uh we'll see, man. I think the season because I think the season's gonna split. They'll get one on each side. Yeah, and that's besides the point. We're talking about who if I had to pick a team to go deeper in the playoffs, is I mean, like as 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 better as the Titans receiving core has got. I don't know. There's always just something about them that just they don't blow me away. Like the Colts don't blow me away either, but but, but they win. Like they beat Bill Belichick, yeah. and homeboy sat back there like this. No, I, I feel you. I mean, it's tough because it's literally if you think about it, it's AJ Brown, Julio, who obviously does have injury concerns. Mm-hmm. So what if he doesn't even play all the games? Then it's just AJ Brown and uh, Josh Reynolds from uh, the Rams, and Derrick Henry is like 
how much more can he put on his back? I mean, yeah. he, just, he just hit 2K. Like, damn, my man's just tired. He, he came from Alabama. You know how many miles he has on his body? So, I don't know. I just feel like they're built to break down because Derrick Henry carries the rock too much and he's too much of a bruiser. And Julio, they just make they didn't make sure he's just healthy in December. So, it's just, I don't know. The coach just give me a little bit more. So, pause, pause on that real quick. So, my next question is, and you're, and you're getting into it. It's a run-heavy offense that it's been circled around the dreadnought. Give the ball to the dreadnought. Let Derrick Henry get the yardage. You know, he starts off super slow, and then by the end of the season, he's got 2,000 rushing yards. He's going halfway through the season with 800 rushing yards, then he's at 2,000. So now that Julio's there, A.J. Brown is super excited. I feel like he's going to take a big leap. Do you think that we're going to see a shift in the offense? Do you think it's going to go more pass-heavy? Do you think it's going to go more run still, or do you think it's going to get split evenly? It's still going to be the same. It's going to be the same exact offense. You think they they're going to obviously look because the reason I say Corey Corey Davis had don't talk about that man. I'm I'm gonna still say it in 14 (laughs) games that he did play, he he had 65 receptions and 984 yards. So based on Julio's recent history, let's say he only plays 14 games, right? Mm -hmm. If he plays 14 games, he'll probably. I mean, they're still going to throw the ball to A.J. Brown a lot. I mean, he's like their home run hitter. But, like, Julio Julio is leaps and bounds in a different category than Corey Davis. So, I think his yards will mean more. His production on the field will mean more. But at the end of the day, their offense is, is, is built off of Derrick Henry. And if Derrick Henry – like, Derrick Henry has to get off the ground and still carry the ball 300 times a year – probably still have to run for 1,700 yards for the offense to – because it's, it's Ryan Tannehill is not that kind of quarterback where he just drops down and just picks you apart. It's run, run, play action, uh, quick pass, play action, run, 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 run. Like, that's a lot of play action. So it, it's going to have to still be the same offense. I just think they'll get more from Julio than they were getting from Corey Davis. And they'll get more from A.J. Brown because they're now – before you're looking at Corey Davis, like, okay, you know, we can, we don't have to like double him or anything, but now, I mean, if Julio's healthy, you gotta, you gotta think twice. Like, all right, maybe we need to pay, drop, pull the safety to this side a little bit more. So we're just going to open up avenues for AJ Brown uh, to be more successful. So there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. Um, but it's not going to change like their offense altogether. Like it's still going to be built on, we got to carry the rock, got to carry the rock. And it will build off of that. It's, you know, Titan football. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to – I'm curious to see what uh, John Two Smith's numbers were uh, on the receiving side of stuff. Uh, John Two Smith. You could Let's ask see. your boy. You could ask your boy over there what, what his numbers were. Hey, hey, what, hey, yo, what was uh, John Smith's 2020 stats? Oh, he had 41 receptions, 448 yards, eight touchdowns. He was a big red zone target for them. So All those touchdowns will be split. Well – yeah, I mean, who who's their tight end right now? Like, did it, who, like now that John was gone, I don't even know who the tight end is. I couldn't even tell you. But I, looking at Tannehill's history, he's just been, um, he's been shit on everywhere. Or I mean, not everywhere. He's only gone to two teams. But who's their Anthony tight end? Anthony Fersker is their uh, tight end. That's the starter. Outside of him, it's G- G- Jeff Swain, Jared Pinky, Tommy Hudson. Look. The offense is AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry. Yeah, I don't and then Josh Reynolds will have like two really good games where 
you pick him up on DraftKings the next week after expecting the same results, and he doesn't produce the same results. But outside of that, it's not like it's pretty. I mean, yeah, Chester Rogers. Nah, it's not. It's not. It doesn't blow you away. But you know, you still got Julio Jones, who is way better than Corey Davis. But you lost your tight ends. It's. it's, I don't know. I, I believe in the Colts still a little bit more. Yeah, they got two good tight ends there, yeah. and Moan Cox and and Boyle. So yeah, uh, but and Pittman's only gonna get better. Yeah, and what I was, and it's more protection for Wentz too. So, but yeah. who knows? One of these guys, what if they just shock the world at tight? Well, listen, the Colts are the Colts are the same. They're gonna build it off the run too. Like, why would they have car? Look, the Eagles, the mistake that we made, we let him drop back and throw forty times. That's no, no, no. Let give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Give the ball to Marlon Mack. Play action, uh, RPO, you know, quick pass, screen pass. That's how the Colts are going to be successful. And they have the best offensive line in the AFC, uh, at least the AFC South. Uh, I got to look to see uh, the whole AFC. But at least in the AFC South, they have the best offensive line. So Yeah, what I was getting at at Tannehill, though, is, is that he's been put in systems to fail every time. Uh, this and system works for him. But, but he's been able to overcome that is what I was trying to get at. Yeah, this the system time. works. They never had a good running game, and now he's been spoiled to have a uh, Derrick Henry. Because if I, I'm trying to think back of the teams that he had, and I that's know, why he—that's because he came from a trash-ass Dolphins. No offense, no offense, yeah, no, no offense, no offense. <laughs> I, I hated him then because he always found a way when the Jets were decent then to beat them. And I think it was a depleted Arian Foster that was there one year, and he didn't play even a whole season. Insert whatever running back had a good year, and then they just didn't pay him or give him any money. I think Frank Gore might have been there for a little bit. Yeah, the, Dolph- the Dolphins haven't haven't had the best success with running backs over the last what decade. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. Wildcat days were like the last time like they were really like, mm-hmm. oh, they got Ronnie Brown, they got this, they got that, and you know that's when they were actually doing something. But but he was always good with the receivers and well, his no, what's his name? Good. The dude that went to uh, the Texans, he wasn't bad. Who? Uh God, Damian Williams? No, he was a, he was a running back. There. Oh man, he's not on the Texas anymore. Arian Foster? No. Uh, I'm not gonna think about it right now. It's 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 gonna Lamar Miller. Boom. Oh, Lamar Miller. Lamar yeah, Miller was, wasn't bad. He was, he was a good. He was Lamar good, Miller wasn't. He was a good. He was, he was pretty decent. with him too because he he was a good. He was a good running back when yeah. he was healthy. Yeah. But Tannehill was in the, the everything else around him kind of sucked. His receiving core was okay. Juice didn't want to be there. If Juice stayed there and grew there, he but probably Ju- yeah, he, Juice was getting 115 catches a season. <laughs> he was. He was getting ridiculous numbers in the slot. And his other one was Devontae Parker. And everyone keeps saying he's going to take that leap this year. Hasn't happened yet. He's not taking that leap, man, anytime soon. So I, I think giving this is this is the example that or what i'm trying to get at is, is you're giving Tannehill now he, he wasn't a bad quarterback in miami it was just miami was missing a lot of pieces he had to get by with what he had yes they gave him some things but they also took a lot away and then they ended up giving up on him the head coaching everything crumble up paper throw it away now you're here in in uh, uh tennessee you overtake your second overall pick uh in mariota you take him pretty deep in the playoffs you lose in the AFC championship. Well, they, game. They, they got faith in him. That's all that matters. They have faith in them. They're behind him. And he's he's a good game managing quarterback. So I think 
being spoiled with these tools now, you can easily throw the ball comfortably knowing you have Julio Jones there who in double coverage is going to take it away from somebody. And I'm trying to look at all the corners in the league in their division. There's not that many good corners to go against. He's played against Xavier Rhodes before and he's, he's dogged him a lot. I remember when he was in a um, Minnesota. So Julio's going to do what Julio does regardless, unless he gets hurt or I don't think old age is going to show he's going to be fine. And then AJ Brown's going to be there to pick up the leftovers. I like, and, I like AJ. He was on my fantasy team. So, you know, he's a home if, run hitter. And if the shit, if the shit don't add up, you know, and, and you can't throw the ball, you've got the dread not there to do what he needs to do. Yeah. So I think, I think it's going to be a good, a good team. And it's going to be good for Tannehill to finally be the player we thought he was when he was coming out of Texas Tech. Was it Texas Tech? Texas A&M? Tech or A&M. One of those two. Insert purple, white school, whatever it was, maroon. <laughs> he was, you know, he was a running back. I mean, a wide, wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. That guy beat me on the outside. I'd have, I'd have been done. But, I mean, he was obviously Texas A&M. Yeah, I was right. Texas A&M. Yeah. So, with that being said, since we've been jawing about Julio and A.J. Brown this entire time, ESPN and Bleacher Report and all these different places have been saying the best duo in uh, football right now. Who are they? Well, we're going to take it a step further because nobody looks at the duo. You got to look at the core. The whole so squad. We, we've, we've assembled our, this is like a fun segment within the regular topics going down the line. So we've assembled our top five, maybe some honorable mentions in there of who we think our best receiving cores are. So you want me to kick it off or you want to kick it off? Uh, you want to go like one for one or just? You can go for one. What do you want to do? Top five or honorable mentions or what? All right, who you got in your honorable mentions? I got five and five, so I got a total of ten. I got four of my honorable mentions, so I'll let you take it off. All right, so my last one in my honorable mentions, and just run them, just run them down, run them down. Okay, so my honorable mentions I have at ten the Los Angeles Chargers with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Jared Cook. I have the Giants with Galladay, Shepard, Slayton, Tony, and Ingram. If they ever want to show up, I know Galladay's going to do his, his job. At eight, I have Pittsburgh with Schuster, Claypool, uh, insert whatever Johnson you want to put there, uh, and Ebron. Seven, this one's a hard one for me, I, but I put him here just because of the inexperience of the quarterback. Uh, Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Patrick, and Fant from Denver. At six, I don't know where we at. Well, the next one, yeah, I have. Was it ten, nine, eight, seven? Uh, I got one more than I should. I'm gonna leave this one. I'm gonna put Tennessee just because of Jones and Brown there, and then Beckham, Landry, and Hooper are in my last honorable mentions in Cleveland. Okay. So my honorable mentions. You know, take it how you want to take it. You know, it's whatever. It's my list. So I'm just my list too. Let me be. So I got the Titans in my honorable mention <clears throat> because it's still AJ Brown and it's still Julio Jones. And exactly. I'm gonna just put him in my honorable mention. Believe it or not, I know this might shock people. Don't say I, got the, I got the Chiefs in my honorable mention because they're very top heavy. They are. It's Tyree Hill and Kelsey. After that, it's kind of a question mark to me. Like, McCall Hardman, Pringle, is he going to be great? I don't know. Pringle, 
Is he gonna be great? I don't know. Demarcus Robinson, it, like they're the three of those guys, Hardman, Pringle, and Robinson, are not they they don't like oh shit, they're on the field. Like it's Tyree Hill and, and, and Travis Kelsey. Like those are the two the dogs. So if we're doing duos, if we're doing duos, and I can I'd like to put a tight end in my duo, they'd be in my duo for top five. Oh, because man. because the two of them are like the best tight end right now in football and top three receiver in Tyreek Hill, correct? Maybe so that I would put as my duo. But if we're going a whole core, McCole, Demarcus, and Byron, Byron Pringle, I'm not 100 sold on them just yet. So I couldn't put them in my top five as of yet. Another honorable mention that I had was the the Vikings. Ooh. Justin Jefferson, who we should have drafted, is obviously elite. And Adam Thielen somehow still gets slept on. And then they got this new, the, the tight end uh, that took over from Rudolph, Irv. 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 That dude is nice, too. So, they, because Justin Jefferson is so elite to me and and uh, Adam Thielen gets slept, slept on, I got to in my honorable message. I thought about putting the Giants there, too, but I'm a hater. And then uh, my, my last honorable mention is the Bengals, because the Bengals have a very good receiver core, and we got to stop. We can't we can't sleep on the Bengals. Let's let me just let me just I'll run, run. I'll run them down for you real quick. I got Jamar Chase, I got T T Higgins, and I got Tyler Boyd. Don't forget off the rip. Auden Tate's not bad either. They got CJ Uzoma and Titan, who I don't I don't have an issue with at all. Don't forget Randy Moss's son is there now. Is he still there? That no, I, he's there now. Like he, they picked him up off the waivers. And he gonna get cut before training camp. I'm about. Oh man, that's that's a guy that Joe Burrow was throwing to. He gonna get cut before. Well, yeah, that's true. That's actually a very good point. Very good point. Sure. So they gonna bring LSU to the down NFL. Cool. Exactly. Uh, so they're my honorable mentions. So obviously the guys I have ahead of them are pretty good. I'll let you give just run through yours. You want to go like spit one five and go and up, or do you want me to spit all my top my five? Give me, give me your number five. All right, so my five. It's gonna pain for you to hear this one, but I got Dallas because you got a healthy Dak there, Cooper Lamb and Gallup. I think those are three good receivers right there. Doesn't pain me at all. I actually have him as number two. Mm, My five. So we we might as well just go back and forth. So that's my number two. My number five. Is the Broncos, as yeah. you mentioned, you mentioned them earlier. Yeah, I think the Broncos, if if they would have got Aaron Rodgers, they'd be in the Super Bowl. That's how good that five is. If they so, if if they got Aaron Rodgers, they'd be my two. They'd be see, my but two. we can't base it on we can't base it on the damn uh, quarterback. I'm going I'm going based off the quarterback who's throwing it to him and the core, not I'm the just going on the core. So based on just the the wide outs. And receivers and tight ends and X, Y, and Z and tight ends. You can have great receivers, but if your quarterback can't throw the ball, then it don't matter. The core is still Allen good. Robinson. Look at Allen Robinson. Your man. core is still good. All right. All right. Well, Who's your number four? My four, I have Minnesota. Jefferson, Thielen, and I think Irv Smith's gonna make the Noah Fant leap this year now that yeah. we're off. So I had him on honorable mention. So my four is the Browns because I, I Juice Landry is really good. Yeah. OBJ is going to be healthy, okay? Uh, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? The the tight end. Cooper or Njoku? Njoku is nice. Cooper is nice. 
they they have Rashad Higgins. They got Donovan People Jones. He showed out while uh, OBJ was hurt from the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't they draft? Didn't they draft? Uh, no, it wasn't them that drafted him. Yeah, they drafted Anthony Shorts, oh, the yeah. fastest receiver in this draft. If I'm not mistaken, yes, they have weapons galore over there. So OBJ, we got something to prove. Juice Landry, who can catch 100 balls a year in his sleep. Anthony Shorts, the rookie. Peoples Jones, Rashad Higgins, and they got uh, what's his name out the backfield? Who's he's basically the uh, receiver, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, you can't throw him out there because he's a back, even though he does. He's basically their receiver from the backfield. So, if I, I look, I had the Cowboys as my two. I have them as my four. I can switch. Honestly, they're my three. My four is. I'm gonna just give you the rest of my list. My four is the Bills. My three is the Browns. My two is the Cowboys, and my one is the Bucks. Because the Bucks just got everything. Yeah. All right. So the Bucks just got everything. <laughs> so my five is Dallas. My four is Minnesota. My three is the Rams now. The Rams are my three, man. The Rams? The Rams, yes. The Los Angeles Rams? Yes, bro. Woods what are we Cup, doing today? Woods, Woods Cup, Jackson, and Higby, man. That's a good – Deshaun Jackson's old ass. He's not going to play more than three games. Hey, man, just keep the guns loaded. Bro, you know he, good, he be man. coming off – the injuries that he gets now are not normal injuries. They're not like a sprained ankle. He's he gets like compound in, fractures in his abdominal area. In Los Angeles, he's home. He's good. He's All good. Right. He ain't on your boy. All right. Um, I have Arizona as my next. I thought about Arizona. I just like the I like the the, layout. Just, the rest of them are old outside of uh, Hopkins. Hopkins, Kirk, Hopkins, and Kirk, and then it's just Fitzgerald. AJ old. Green, man. AJ Green, old. Got shit on, so I feel like AJ Green got something to prove. I thought about that too. Um, then Tampa Bay has to be one. Tampa Bay has to be one. You got no love for Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley? They they didn't make my honorable mentions. I didn't even put Seattle in there either, man. I, I, Me I neither. But look, they got Stephon Diggs. They got Cole Beasley. They got Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders. yeah, and they got and Gabriel that, Davis from, uh, from UCF, who really came on late last year. Yeah, I'm not I'm mad not. at that. And then uh, Knox, the tight end, is pretty nice too. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Not Knox is whatever, but um, Bro, you saw put, you saw what's his name turn up last year, uh, the quarterback Josh Allen. Josh Allen, and that was all because his receivers are ballers, and they got rid of John Brown, who I love. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders and Gabriel Davis are more than capable of filling that void. And Cole Beasley was balling last year. Can't sleep on Cole Beasley. I'm not sleeping on him. I just he led the league in a slot in yards, 948 yards. I just think that defense does more than the. I mean, the offense definitely does what, what? it needs to do, but the defense makes him. Bro, basically. you saw how they made this man look like they made Josh Allen look like he was. Hey, prove me wrong. Damn, Aaron Rodgers. I hate the Bills, man. I I root against them. All oh, them, so. so I could put the Cowboys as my two, but you can't put the Bills in I, your top I'm ten. Going, I didn't say it because I hate them like that. I just I don't want them to do good. But I just looking at everything there. Wow. I'm, everything else looks better to me than what you the haven't Bills. said a positive thing about the Bills, the Patriots, or the Dolphins in twenty five episodes. It's true, man. Come around, Collie Buds. Come I, around. I, I, I want I want Cam to do good. I haven't said anything bad about Cam. All right. He said, but I hope Bill burns in hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> All 
All right, so this is our NFL talk for the day on our on our receiving course. Let's uh let's get about let's get back to the, the NBA talk. Uh the big man is back. The big man behind me just won MVP. Joker. The Joker is the 2021 MVP. So it's good to see life back into the NBA, giving respects to the, the big man. The last guy to do it was Shaq, Shaq. right? Shaq the last. That's so, 20 years ago, mind you. Yeah. 21 years ago. That's a that's a long time, man. So well, well, we're that's center. So what do we say about like Duncan and KG, the power forward that doesn't count, right? Cause they I mean KG got he got him one, Duncan got him a couple, a few. So can we count them as big men? We, or I feel like Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time, but he was brought in there to be the center after David Robinson. After David Robinson. So but yeah, that one. That one's true. But as a fundamentally all-around center, like center, 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 I feel like Tim Duncan brings more to the table. So does KG. So, well, KG was a power forward. But even but even Jokic brings more to the table than that. In my opinion, he's a better shooter than Tim Duncan. He's going to shoot better than dare ever say anything wrong about Tim Duncan. In my I'm presence. not saying anything bad about that Tim Duncan. Man is, but is, Tim Duncan ain't going to pull up for no threes. Tim Duncan going to bully let, you. Let me, let me just explain something to you. If Tim Duncan did not play in the NBA, Kobe and Shaq would have seven rings and LeBron would have seven or eight rings as well. Like, Tim Duncan literally forbade two dynasties from being better than what they were. He's that good. So. The, big, the big fundamental. I'm not shitting on him at all, man. If I had to create a team and they said, who's your power forward off the rip, I'm taking Tim Duncan, but let's be honest. Off he rip? Oh, off the rip. I'm taking Tim Duncan for real, <laughs> but, but let's, let's just be honest. Like they groomed, he groomed himself to be a power forward when, when David Robinson was there. Nah, Wake Forest, he grew, he got groomed at Wake Forest, nah, got there his a, rookie year and was, was falling ever since. He was a center. He was a center. And they weren't going to bench David Robinson, but they were going to play them together. Enter the Twin Towers 2.0, Al Samson, Hakeem Olajuwon. And they excelled perfectly together. And then when the Admiral gave his last farewell, insert Tim Duncan as the center, and the rest is history, man. They just But got they him. also had, you know, they have, you know, they have some European players play center, kind of. I mean, it's just different. Yeah. That San Antonio's offense is just different. So, yeah. But yeah. Actual center, if Shaq was the last one. Shaq was the last one. There's an actual center in there. Yes, we can give KG his props. Yes, we can give Tim Duncan his props too. Um, but the last actual listed as a center was Shaq. So it's good to see the center getting appreciation again, even though the center position is evolving. They're becoming passers. I was going to say, they both won MVP and they look so different doing it. <laughs> like my man just having triple doubles with his bringing the ball down the court as a center. Whereas Shaq is getting 20-20, Unstoppable down low, man. But in this second round of playoffs, we're seeing a lot of big men make some big, big plays. Uh, just yesterday, we got to see Pandemic P do what Pandemic P does again, choke. But they couldn't find who was going to take the last shot at the last second. There was a couple good looks. Ooh, say. Ooh, I want you to I want you to really hide because listen, I know my I hate having to always bring up my boy LeBron. But you know, every time LeBron passed the ball in, in a in a clutch situation, oh, oh, he was scared, right? Kawhi passed the ball to Paul George. Paul George passed the ball to Marcus Morris. 
and we're not going to give Kawhi or Paul George any grief. It was, but, it was vice versa. It was it was oh, Paul George to Kawhi. Paul George Kawhi. like, nope. Kawhi was like, hell no, I just airballed it a yeah. couple of days ago. Here you go, Marcus Morris. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just a big it's just a big you know stage that LeBron lives on. He wants he Bruh. wants smoke at all times, and he's ready to take it. But these two who are the second coming of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen that that's we what got they told me. That's what they told I've me. Seen, I've seen. I, I was watching the 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 game in bed, just narrating what Paul George is going to do every time. Brick, brick, brick. He went like four for nineteen or some shit like that. Yeah, he scored 20 points, but it was because of a f- bunch of fouls at the end that he was able to yeah. get to. At the end, he yeah, they were, they were, they were giving him stuff. But four yeah. for 19? He, he, he had on, 11 man. points going into the third quarter. Come on, like, man. The fourth like, quarter. Listen. So what I was getting at is, yeah. is both of those two surrender their shots to give open to a, a Marcus Morris who they thought was open. And, and then DPO Rudy. He thought he shook uh, Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert got them – them fingers, man, and he that, to, he got he had he had the French toast block. sticks ready to go. <laughs> key key block, man. So there's a there's a big man doing his job in the playoffs right there. Embiid, another guy yesterday. He had a, he played with a chip on his shoulder. He got snubbed for the MVP. He got one vote for what was it for being all around? What was it for like the all around vote or whatever? Somebody gave him one vote. Just as much as Derrick Rose. Try my dog, bro. <laughs> yeah, they tried. Try my dog. I, I know he's been hurt a lot, but he's still an elite player. And he gave him motherfuckers 40 yesterday. He gave him 40. One more point more than his playoff high. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'll do one more. First player in, in 76ers history since AI, the the late the, the Laker, the Sixer GOAT. No offense to Julius Irving, but AI my I grew up with AI. What the first one says AI has dropped 40 in the playoff game. Yeah, and and the funny part is no one's talking shit about uh Ben Simmons. He only scored four points, but he was on lockdown mode. We're not gonna talk about Ben Simmons offense on this on this podcast, okay? He was on lockdown mode. That's what he do. Better, that, that's what we call the defensive player of the year. That's the real defensive player of the year. Clint Embiid said it too. So yeah, Clint Clint. You get to see Embiid shine when he got snubbed for the MVP disrespectfully. And then even Aiton, Aiton's up there dunking on fools, man. He going, dunking. he was going, he went, he went point for point and minute for minute with uh with the MVP Joker. He's able to hang his own with him. Yeah. And then I mean, he Boogie made he made, good, LA, he made he made LA look silly too. Boogie Boogie had a good little run in the first half. <laughs> the fact that he got into the game, she like for I real. Know, yeah. Like, the fact that he got into the game. Could we, are we gonna are we gonna consider Blake Griffin the big man? Because he's she look at him now. He had seven points, man. He didn't do anything. Game one, he had 18 and 14. Uh game it's first off, we're not gonna talk about the Nets on this show. Wait, we're not talking, we're not talking about Brooklyn until after they win the championship, so we can congratulate them, shake exactly. their hand, and move on. Cause but <laughs> this is a wash. <laughs> I wouldn't consider him a big man. He's a power four, he's not a true center. Yeah, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, but a lot of these teams, they're they have a predominantly big, big man on the team. Uh, outside of I want to, well, in in their heydays, DeAndre Jordan and and Brooke Lopez were really really good centers. But you know they're withered down. They're older. They're smarter. They know they're not the focal point anymore. They know there's no Lob City really in uh, uh, Brooklyn. It's just shoot no, city all day. We go, KD gonna hold it down. Kyrie gonna hold it down. And when Harden gets back, he gonna hold it down. 
If there's an alley-oop in there for DeAndre, he'll get one. Um, and if Brooke Lopez is open for a three in the corner, he just fits into the Milwaukee mold and shoot. But, I mean, all these teams have a, a predominantly good big man out there. And outside of, I guess, L.A. doesn't really have one. I'm looking at all the teams left. Zubak is not great, and Boogie no. is not the same. Yeah. Uh, Utah got Rudy. Uh, Denver got Joker. Joker. Phoenix got DeAndre. And then on the other side, Milwaukee. All right. Brooke Lopez is obviously the big man. Giannis is also six foot eleven, two hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah, but but he doesn't play like a big man. I know. If he, I, I mean, oh. he is unstoppable. I mean, he's six foot eleven, but he he's not a big man. All right, we'll we'll leave that one alone. We're sticking Brooke, it to center, like like yeah, center Lou center. Williams, Lou Williams ain't going for a job interview with the Clippers and saying I am a center. They're like, I'm no, trying not to be your center. All right, Brooke Lopez. Uh, let's look at the oh Philly. We got a beat. And then, all right, what about Capella? What you say about Capella? Capella Capella's, nice. Capella's nice, too. Capella's nice. So, yeah. He can rebounds, right? So, as we said, like, on episode 12, the big man, I said, you know, I, my argument was that the big man never left. All the teams in the playoffs that are left are, be, are because they have a solid tall guy. Kevin Durant is still seven foot tall. Giannis is seven foot tall. And B, Aiton, uh, DeAndre, uh, uh, yeah, DeAndre Aiton, uh, who, who are we talking about? I mean, all these people are about 6'11", 7 foot tall. And what was given, like, the Lakers' problems with Phoenix, they couldn't stop Aiton. Now, Booker Booker was Booker, right? But they didn't have an answer for DeAndre Aiton. And then the Joker. Portland didn't have an answer for uh, uh, for Joker. No one has an answer for Embiid. Uh, it's just that's that's where we're at in the NBA. Yes, you still need good guard play. That's a, that's a, that's a given. But like I've been saying, the big man has never died. It's just it's been revolutionized. Now, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go tell my my future kids in 20 years that Kevin Durant was a big man, but the man is seven foot tall, can do whatever he wants on the court. So shit, yeah, you need you, you need you a tall guy that can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> That's why Jokic is having triple doubles and bringing the ball down the court, running the point, gets it to the post, easy bucket. Getting the rebounds, leading the break. Like that's what the big man does now. Whether they're big, like like the big man behind you, little little joker with the titties, or they're skinny, like uh like uh DeAndre Ayton and Kevin Durant. That's what the big man does now. The only thing with Kevin Durant though is like he's he doesn't play like a big man. He plays he like don't a, have to. He he's the best he <laughs> he's Larry Bird mixed when healthy, with uh when healthy, he's dirt. the best player in the game. When healthy, he's the best player in the game. Yeah, I I told you last episode. I'm 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 I got all, my room. If you look around my room, I got LeBron shit all over this place, right? Now that LeBron is officially old in my books, officially, Kevin Durant the best player in the league. I've been said I said I said it for I said 2018 after LeBron did that miraculous stuff. I said LeBron got about a year or two left of being the best player on the planet. And then, it's, I mean, it's Durant. It's Durant's health, healthy Durant. It's his lead. And if people try to tell me Giannis is better, absolutely not. Because now you see what Durant Durant's cooking this boy, cooking him. The two-time MV, uh, MVP, he's cooking him. He get he telling him the people Jay Williams is telling lies that whatever he said, like oh he can't guard me. Don't ever compare me to him. Whatever, whether it's a truth or not a truth, Durant is cooking these boys. He going to cook us in the next round, unfortunately, or Atlanta if we somehow screw that up. 
and then he gonna cook Phoenix or Utah. Hopefully not the Clippers. I do not want the last thing I want to see is the Clippers versus uh Brooklyn NBA Finals. I will not watch a game. Just let me know when it's over <laughs> and so I can move on with my life. <laughs> yeah. No, but but yeah, the big men is definitely evolved. We we were spoiled in an era where we got to see a lot of dominant big men. And dominant. We, that's the difference. Dominant big men. Um, like the like I said in, on our, that episode, when we talked about as the big man back. Yeah. Um, the the focal point of the offense mostly was the big man. Those successful teams, the big man was the the focal point. Because you played inside out back then. Yeah, the Shacks, the the Patrick Ewings, the the Hakeem Olajuwon's, the David Robinsons, the Kemby Mutombos. Those were your your big name guys down low. And then the other ones, if you didn't have a big, well, you had a big body down there that could keep try and keep up with those guys. But then you had the scoring outside. Yeah. Now you're seeing a different caliber big man, and he's just won the MVP. Name me a big man of, of a true center that's been able to shoot threes, uh, lead his team in assists per game, steals, all of those categories. No, because the big man back in the day, all he did was score and grab rebounds. And he block didn't shots. And block shots. He didn't pass the ball. You'd be happy if you got two assists out of him a game. The fact but, that he, the fact that he was so, he's such a good like assistant, passer. a passer in general is that's the part that trips me out. I'm like this dude, like his vision at that size is is that's unheard of. It doesn't make sense. So that's the edge that he has. Like I wish it be like a B and B will pass sometimes, but if B is now nah, I'm getting to the basket. I'm just gonna score. I'm gonna just pull up this J in your face and just try to score. I'm gonna just hit the little Hakeem dream shake and try to score. Like, and B got that, like that Kobe, like I'm just going to score. Whereas Joker, Joker, Joker has that, you know, magic, smooth, slow, Arvita Sabonis, like that, you know, yeah. that, <laughs> that international a- European body diva game. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a, he's like, it's like Dirk. You remember when Dirk used to play, like he did not look good on the, he looked goofy on the court, the hair going everywhere. Right. That's just step back. But it, that, it that ball. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> all day long. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't what what Americans were used to seeing. We're used to seeing flashy, a guy going to the hole, the hole with authority and slamming it down. This dude's euro stepping and putting a layup, and we're like, "What the fuck is this?" Can the man dunk? It. Can Dirk even dunk? <laughs> Dirk got some good dunk highlights. I, I looked at him one day. He's got some <laughs> dunk highlights, but but Dirk was going to beat you. You thought it wouldn't look good? Well, hey man, I I got a ring and I did. You know, you saw on my Facebook, you know how they have like the memories and stuff? Yeah. It was on this day, on these days, last couple of days, 10 years ago, when they was cooking Miami in the finals. And I remember I was sitting there. Uh, it was on, I think it was on this day today where LeBron had eight points. And I was like, I remember I I, I put it on my, on my status and I was like, man, this boy did uh, dirt. Was that the this, Huh? Is it the muscle cramp game or no? When they made fun of him? Yeah. Yeah, at that point, it was over. Because they were up 2-1. And they never won a game again. Never won a game again. I was like, yo, y'all Because y'all, y'all remember that series. Dirk gave it to, to Kobe and the Lakers in round one. He gave it to Portland, Brandon Roy, and Lamar Aldridge round two. He gave it to Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden in round three. And they said, LeBron and, and D-Wade? Yeah, whatever. Like, he gave it to... Dog, he beat every damn Hall of Famer in that damn playoff run. So, 
And every tip, tip your hat. Every team that LeBron's lost to, they've shot astronomical numbers. And yeah. Dallas that year was shooting out the gym. I remember watching Jason Terry. Jason Terry. Just oh my God. Jason Kidd's old ass on the second stint with the with the Mavericks. But Jason Terry, that oh. man was hitting everything. I was like, what the f- I was so I was so blow. I was like, and I, I remember just watching highlights. I'm like, this. I don't I don't know how the Mavericks were that good that series. But and I'm and, and I was watching uh, Luca play, you know, the other day when they couldn't close it out. It pissed me off. I'm like, dog, what's his name? Uh, Rick Carlisle is an amazing coach. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing like. The Mavericks are not talented. It's Luca and a bunch of dudes. Chris Stapps, He's already complaining about his role. That's another big man that actually I wanted to talk about because he's complaining about his role. And I'm like, bro, your role is what you made it because this is who you decided to be. You're seven foot three and have no post game whatsoever. Like get your big ass in the post and post up and throw some throw like easy baskets. But the fact that they have to start his seven foot three ass and Boban Marvanovic in the same game means Kristaps, you are not the number six overall pick. Yeah. You are not what you what you really think you are. And yeah, you're an afterthought now because they wanted you to be like Dirk and you're not Dirk. Luca is the truth. If Luca had, if, if, if we're talking about the big man still, if Kristaps could be the kind of big man that Joker is, like think about it. Joker is unathletic and slow and will give you 28, 12, and 10 on any given night. He'll give you 40 on any, any given night. Chris Stapps, he's a catch-and-shoot player now. That's all he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's all that it. complaining he's doing, it's not working for me. It's, it's yeah, I, I, I want to like Chris Stapps. You know, I was happy that the way he left the Knicks and, in, in, you know, rooting partially because of the way they treated Carmelo Anthony and all right. that. Uh, I, I admire that, but he's, I don't want to say he's fooling us. I just think that, one, he's always hurt. Dude's always hurt. Doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. Doesn't help at all. And you do have to develop some kind of a post game because the big is back. The big man is back. And if you look at Joker's ankles, they're they're like tank. He's like a tank out there. He's he's a slob. He's literally a like a a goofy old goofy slob playing basketball. And they can't guard him. And they can't guard him. Can't guard him. He doesn't care how he looks. Can't guard him. Go out there and have fun. that's why I like that's why I like the Joker too because he's super humble. He's very he's humble. But the fact that I've been watching this man, he he be getting mad now. He be getting these refs because he be getting hacked a little bit. He does. And you'll see his face start to get red. I'm like, man, he's playing his ass off and you can't even tell. But to him, he's going hundred percent. But to us, we're like, what the hell are we watching? But yeah. this is who he is. Like it's he's not trying to act like anybody else, he's not trying to be like anybody else. I didn't want him to win MVP. I wanted Embiid to win if we're to give it to a big man. But did he deserve it? Absolutely. He definitely, he definitely deserved it. Mind you, we did have a number one seed in the East. You know, Embiid was balling too. It just, you know, it's I'm not going to compare. But he the Joker did his thing. Season. He played his whole season, though. That's the only He game. did. That's I got to give him that. He played if all 72. If Embiid played the whole season, it would have been different. Also. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Also, yeah, exactly. Also, the first Nuggets player to win MVP, the lowest taken seed ever to win MVP. It was what, I think it was like 42, I think, something like that. Yeah, and and the first second 
uh, second round pick to to make MVP. So defying odds, good for him. Good I'm, for I'm him. And also, another, he's another international player too. You know, that's we we've gotten to this age in which we're gonna start to get like Luca's probably gonna win it next year. It's gonna yeah. we're gonna start seeing a lot of international players start to take these trophies. So yeah, so it's good to see that. Um, and the new look playoffs that we have now because it's the first time since 2010 that LeBron or Steph is not in the playoff finals. So it's, hey, it's either, I think it's 2011, maybe 2010, 2011, but yeah, because that Mavericks one was 2011. Yeah. Cause they beat KD 12. They beat the Spurs 13. So it'll be a 2011, the 2010, 2011 season. All right. So uh, for the first time since then, we haven't seen LeBron or Steph in the finals. We've been spoiled seeing that one of those two guys in the finals for that, that tenure. That's an 11-year tenure. We've seen them in the finals. Ten years. Yeah. So now there's only three household names that have won finals that are there in KD, Kyrie, who we all know they're going to win that shit. Like, it's inevitable. And Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. He got him a couple. Yeah. He decided to team up with Pandemic P and try and do it. Big so it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy stat to, to say that, that we don't get to, we're not going to be blessed with a LeBron James or Steph Curry in the finals. It, it does hurt not saying that, but to some people who like new beginnings, this is going to be good for them. And of all these eight teams, five of them have never won an NBA title. Crazy. And three have won one, but it's been in, at the 50s, 70s, and 80s, I believe. Philadelphia was 83. Yeah. Philadelphia was that one. I think we're the latest one out of all the teams that's left. Yeah. That's that's the most current one that has won one. So, Which is crazy. That's 30 almost 30 years 40 that's almost 40 years actually 40 years some of these teams have gone to the finals but they just haven't been able to get it done the nets have gone to the finals they've definitely lost to the i have to announce something really quick rudy gobert just won defensive player of the year did he he did Damn. as we're talking about the big man he just won his third dpoy i do think that block last night nah they already voted they already voted they already voted Ben Simmons got robbed, but whatever. Continue. Nah, well, congratulations, uh, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> yeah. So, damn, that sucks. I really wanted Ben Simmons to win that. I wanted a guard to win it. Well, no, no, no. I like the chip on the shoulder. As we're talking about teams that haven't won in a while, yeah. Well, yeah. I like the chip on the shoulder for the 76ers. Everybody's <laughs> counting us out. We haven't won since 83, and we're talking about legacies right now, guys. That's what we're talking about, okay? There's a lot of teams that haven't won in a while, and there's a lot of legacies that are on the, on the line. Okay. So, so what's the what's the legacy looking like for some of these teams? Because Phoenix has been in the finals before, but all who who'd have thought? And I've always said this, and I've been a big advocate for this. All you need is a little bit of Chris Paul in your life, bro. You so remember what you know what I I tell my girl this all the time with, with football, because she's a Bucks fan. I'm like sometimes all you need is a quarterback. It's that simple. Sometimes it's so simple you just need a quarterback, right? In Ram. the NBA. Sometimes you just need a solid point guard to just right the ship. Now, think about it. Let's talk about point guards, okay? Chris Paul comes to Phoenix, and just like that, they're one of the best teams in the NBA. Um, uh, Michael Conley comes to Utah, and just like that, they're the best team in the West. Kyrie is played a lot more games than normal, but then they get James Harden, who has turned into a kind of combo point guard, shooting guard, and they're the best team in the NBA. Like, it's, sometimes it's so simple. They just need 
I was, I was looking at um who was I watching the other night? Oh, the Clippers. Now, remember how they got rid of Lou Williams, and I thought that was a mistake? Honestly, having Rondo there helps them so much more because Rondo makes it easy. Like, the reason why they look for a lot more formidable now is because at least Rondo brings that point guard leadership to him. The reason why the Lakers won last year is because LeBron became their point guard. And you see they insert Dennis Schroeder as the, as the point guard, and it doesn't look the same because Dennis Schroeder is not a leader as a point guard. He's a good point guard, but he's not a leader. Chris Paul is a leader. Should have been coming off the bench. Exactly. Chris Paul is a leader. Rondo's a leader. Mike Conley Jr. is a leader. Kyrie, as much as you be poo-pooing on his name, Kyrie's still, you know, they, they, look, they look to him as a leader. Uh, listen, hey, hey. Uh, so that's where we are right now is you need to have that to make that that push because it just it keep, it, reg, it just keeps the team at bay and Mike Conley didn't even play last night but you saw Donovan Mitchell because he was the one with the, with the basketball in his hand he was able to control the tempo control the pace Luca in round one control the tempo control the pace like that's what as much as the big man is important <clears throat> to get you to that next level you still need to have Guard, just solid guard play, no matter what. And, you know, it's going to come down to who has the best guard. Like, Kevin Durant's the best player available right now, clearly, right? But who has the best guard play? Now, we talk about Milwaukee and Brooklyn, all right? As much as I love Drew Holiday, he's not Kyrie Irving. It is not, there's no way he's ever going to be Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving. He's he's a finals, you know, uh, uh, champion. He hit the big shot uh, against Steph Curry, like, that's what that's exactly what it's gonna take. So we're it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how because Kyrie and KD have been there before. That's why we can already assume they're gonna win. Uh, because they've been there before. So out in the West, besides Kawhi, this is new territory for everybody. So out in the West, like who do you think is like more built for this moment right now? To for the basically it's gonna be someone's first time in the finals. It's, all of them is going to be the first time in the finals if you think about it. So who's more built for that? Nothing. You mean like as a as an organization in the finals? Because a lot of them been in there, but like as or as a team. No, like the players that are left, like Donovan Mitchell's never been there. None of those Utah Jazz have ever been to the finals. If I I can't think of the top of my who's I'm there. Of the, I'm Jordan Clarkson is the only one that's been to the finals. Yeah. Uh, if you look at Phoenix, Chris Paul's never been there. Devin Booker's never been there. You look at uh, the Nuggets, none of them has ever been there. And you look at uh, who's the other team? Uh, the Clippers. It's just it's just literally Kawhi and Rondo. So, yeah. who out of those four in the West? Because we already know what, what Ibaka, but Ibaka's out, right? We don't, I don't know what the hell's going on with Ibaka, but if Ibaka's playing, that's another one right there. You know what I mean? So, like the Clippers got that, right? Or am I tripping? In my opinion, I I think it's I think it's Chris Paul. I think he's got a lot to prove, and I think he's hungry and. It just sucks because he's been on so many good teams and just not been able to get it done because of either injuries or, you know, DeAndre Jordan wants to leave and we're going to lock him in the room and we're going to talk him out of it. Or I just got a state farm contract. Now I'm wearing all red and I'm in Houston. Oh shit. Now my brother, my brother, Cliff Paul (laughs) messed up my hamstring. (laughs) There's all these different things. I feel like, I feel like Chris Paul is the guy to get it done. So I'm going with Phoenix my second one is um, is Utah because, dude, D- Donovan Mitchell, I think he's going to become the new Dame Lillard soon. Oh, no. listen, listen, let me tell you. 
I've been saying it since his rookie year. Now, I know if Kevin is listening to it, he's going to give me a hard time. Like, I'm I'm lying or something. Kevin's but super freaky. I've said, I've said he he gives me B-Wade vibes since he was a rookie. I remember we had this whole argument about Ben Simmons versus him, blah, 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 as far as rookie. I was obviously wrong about Ben Simmons because I thought Ben Simmons could become a Magic Johnson LeBron type of player, but he's clearly never going to be that. But I was wrong about that part. But I have also been on the same – I I actually love Donovan Mitchell. So with them getting the Wade as their president – I mean, well, not president, part owner of the team, uh, this is literally <clears> – what I'm seeing right now is giving me 06 Wade vibes mm-hmm. where he just carried the Miami Heat on his back with old, like an older Shaq, you know, and being he has uh, – um, uh, Gobert, the defensive player of the year, but he got shooters on the court. He, does, he got him some big. dog shooters on the court, and they play defense too. And they, they play, play defense. defense, and they're not scared of nobody. So, and they I'm getting, like I'm getting oh six vibe, oh six Wade vibes from this from this Utah team. Um, so let's say theoretically, in, in a perfect world, they beat the Clippers for me. It's a perfect world for me. Me too. And as Utah, and then I, I don't, I don't think Denver has a chance against Phoenix. I mean, I think no offense to the Joker, if they find if the, if the Nuggets find a way to win this series, all more power to you. But I don't think they really have a chance against Phoenix. So let's say it's Phoenix versus Utah, and it came down to the leadership of Chris Paul, the Mamba mentality of Booker, the emergence of Aiton, and then all the other boys they got over there versus. Oh six Wade, aka Donovan Mitchell, defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, Ingles, Bajanovic, Jordan Clarkson, uh, what's his name? Uh O'Neal, what's his name? Patrick the the guy yeah, gets a lot of rebounds, whatever his name is. Who would you who would you say between those two? Because you you're big on Chris Paul, but let's be I, real, Donovan Mitchell. And then and we're not even talking about Mike Conley. Mike yeah. Conley gonna be coming back Mike eventually. Conley, Mike Conley, his first year in Utah was a bust. His second year was better, uh, but I don't have faith in the Clippers. I really don't. I, I, they have to break that up. But Paul they George, still got Kawhi. I know. I know they. You do. saw Kawhi was not. He was not about to lose this year to the Mavericks. He made that yeah. crystal clear. I know that Kawhi's Kawhi's not a human being. I understand that. I just I don't have faith in them this year. I, I don't have it any year. And it's and it's all because of Paul George. I really do not like Paul George. I'm sick of hearing how he's the best two-way player out there. But if he's the best, here's the thing. And I think I think somebody said it today. If Paul George is your best two-way player or the, supposed to be, he didn't even guard Donovan Mitchell once yesterday. Nope. They made they made Rondo and and Reggie Jackson look dumb out there guarding. Listen, him. you know my other my other point on top of that. You know how they they call him the two-way player, all that stuff, right? If the Clippers could swap Paul George with Jimmy Butler, I guarantee the Clippers would be in the championship. Jimmy Butler, who may not be as talented as Paul George, is a better on-floor leader and doesn't crack like that under pressure. That's the difference. Paul George has all the talent in the world, but he's just... But Jimmy Butler also makes people good around him. Because Jimmy Butler is is like that. That's why he's like that. So I don't have faith in the Clippers. I, I would have faith in the Nuggets if Murray was there because you're getting Barton back tonight. I don't think that's enough. 
Um, uh, yeah, Murray, Morris, yeah, Murray would help. That's it. Murray would definitely help. Morris is playing his his heart out. He's doing really good, but it's not Murray. Uh, and it's just too much. Uh, Austin Humble, Rivers, he's good, but he's, he's not okay. Aaron Gordon's just not playing like what he's supposed to play like when they got him. Michael Porter Jr. Nice. He's he's doing what they expected. Um, they, they, that's what that's what the Lakers thought they had in Kuzma. These are the two teams that I I got. I got it. and it's and it's if I had to pick between Phoenix and Utah, it's super, super hard, man. But my gut, and I I just really want him to win a championship before he has to go. CP. I have to go with Chris Paul. You man. know, I love CP. I love CP. Oh, and it's hard for me to pick against him. But think about it. Let's say they make it to the next round, and it's Phoenix and uh Hopefully, I'm not saying hopefully. Am I rooting for you know I'm rooting for yeah, I'm rooting for yeah, root so, Utah. You know why Utah's doing so good? Because LeBron shot himself in the foot doing that all-star draft and said, nobody likes Utah. We don't like the colors. You know what it was? It was before that. It was when Shaq called out Donovan Mitchell. And Shaq said, I don't, I don't think you can <laughs> I don't think you could carry your team. And Donovan was like, all right, bet. And like that's two right there. I hate, I hate, I hate, um, I don't hate, I don't hate to be wrong, but you know, I hate to be wrong. And I, I've been shitting on Utah for the last ever since John Stockton and Carl Malone. Come on, man, Utah, Greg Osatak, where you go to college? Kansas. We did this. Uh, you might be right. I don't care. Olden Polynes and Carl Malone and Jeff Hornacek and oh uh, God, uh, what's his name? The reason the reason the Jazz <laughs> is goofy is because one in the seventies or when the franchise was made. It started out in New Orleans, New Orleans Jazz. This Which makes sense. Great. Sounds great. The colors are great. Purple, green, yellow, those Mardi Gras colors. Pistol Maravich. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, you move them to Utah. There's a bunch of Mormons in the desert out there. Like, it doesn't make any and sense. And they kept the name. The colors and the, and the logo are cool, don't get me wrong. But and they like, kept the damn name. But Like, now, Seattle, Seattle left, and it became the Thunder. Okay, you know, cool. Okay, see, it makes sense. <laughs> no, but, but now the... Whether they have the name still as the Jazz, those colors, the the what, when you say what are the Jazz colors now, I don't even know. They're orange, maybe. No, there's like five hints of orange and red <laughs> and yellow and black, dude. It go it literally goes fade to black, and it's supposed to be like the sunset. Hey, listen, know? all I'm gonna say is look in the in the next it's round. It's intimidating. It's intimidating instead of oh we're purple and yeah, purple, exactly. Purple. exactly, 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 exactly. Intimidating. But in the next round, if it's Chris Paul. And Booker versus Mitchell and Conley. Who do you got between those two? I'm going. I'm going between those two. I'm going Phoenix. I'm going Phoenix over over right. Chris Paul over Conley for sure. You'll get them 06 wave vibes. I do. Do I get it's scary? I've been saying the same thing about him too. I really been saying when I saw him first step on the court for Utah, I was like, this kid is built different. Like they yeah. got a steal where they got Donovan Mitchell at, because I remember him in college, and yeah. it's okay, but transferring the NBA, his game elevated immediately. And I, I think he's from Yonkers, if I'm not mistaken. Nah, he's he's not from Yonkers. He's from some – he's from – um, fuck, what is it? It's for all the white people. They're from, like, Westchester. Like, oh, yeah, 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 um, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. His, his da- so his dad – and no coincidence that I'm wearing a Mets hat. I'm not a Mets fan. I'm a Yankees fan. Just, I wear every baseball hat, minus Boston. But his dad worked for the uh, Mets organization. So he has a lot of rapport with a lot of baseball players and stuff. Um, He's from Elmsford. 
Yeah, it's in Westchester County. Yeah, and he, and he went to high school in uh, Connecticut and New Hampshire. Yeah, so. If you're a good basketball player yeah. from the city or from New York, you go play in Connecticut, so. Facts. But, yeah, man, he's. Yo, his mom is Panamanian. That's dope. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got some uh, got some Latin blood. In got him. a little Latin blood in him, all right? But, but, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, I'm not shitting on the guy. I, I. I hope he stays in Utah. I wish he'd come to the Knicks. I wish they can prime away. But I think I think now that we know what happened with COVID and how to handle it, because remember, like, last year with Rudy Gobert, everybody was mad at Rudy Gobert. Like, we're done with this. He's gone. I'm out of here. Everybody's disgruntled. I think they, oh, my bad. It, it sucks that this is the way it happened. We have a good thing going here. There's no reason to do it, uh, break it up. I think he's going to stay there, and they're going to – they're getting him the pieces already. That's what I'm saying. Pieces. I'm telling you, this is something about this this team. It's like destiny because Rudy Gobert to the world to to the NBA world when that whole shit started. To us NBA fans, we basically thought Rudy Gobert started COVID because that's that's how it felt. Because the NBA shut down because of his ass. <laughs> he Rudy Gobert dead ass stopped sports in a matter of seconds, right? And Chris Paul had to make an HBO doc about it. Chris Paul was stuck. It, dog, it's just full circle, bro. This whole thing is full circle. Chris Paul is was stuck in OKC, about to play the damn team that called that basically caused COVID apparently. Mm -hmm. And now they're gonna meet in the NBA uh, Western Conference Finals a year Hopefully. later. Hopefully. Rudy Gobert just won another DPOY. And Donovan Mitchell got told by LeBron James and Shaq that they can't do it. It's just everything is coming full circle. Only for them to get swept by Brooklyn in the NBA Finals. Exactly. Hopefully that doesn't happen. This is – I hope this becomes a good little dynasty there in both Houston and – or not Houston, in Phoenix and in uh, in Utah. So who uh, do you think has the best chance to have, like, a dynasty be out of, like, all these, these teams available? I – Looking at it on paper, I feel like I mean Brooklyn for sure, right? But outside, Brooklyn, Brooklyn is just gonna get guys that are fed up and want to win. Out, so outside of Brooklyn, yeah, outside I, of Brooklyn, I would say like moving forward and what you're drafting and putting around you. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say Phoenix only for the fact that they're drafting super smart with their players. They don't give me dynasty vibes. They, they don't give me either, Chris Paul is 38 and he's, he's looking for a big contract. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, then I would say Utah. It would have to be Utah. Utah got it. They got, they get, they have hope because they have Donovan Mitchell, but it's still Utah. They're not out like Conley. Was, past that. It was past that. No, listen, bro. They drafted uh, uh, Goldberg, they drafted Mitchell. Mm -hmm. They got Lucky with Conley and then Clarkson. God bless him for going there, but he went. Um, Bogdanovich, I mean, that was a, a sign of trade, I think, with Indiana. I mm -hmm. mean, everything that they have good GM play, right? But when was, the rubber meets the road, was, your, was was it was a free agent pickup that wasn't even drafted? When you when the rubber meets the road, you're a big time, you're a big time free agent next year or the year after that. You're Giannis, you're whoever else, right? You go into Miami, you go into LA, you go into New York, you go into Brooklyn. That's just how this shit works. So when I when I when I think of dynasty, unless you're the San Antonio Spurs and you draft like, all right, do you think Utah has 
have like a Spurs pathway with it. That's that's a dynasty that they would have to be like. Do you think they got I, that in them? I, I do because look at the team. Like it's all foreign. The okay. entire team is almost foreign, minus Donovan Mitchell. Like okay. they've got the good foreign players. They they said, okay, we can't we can't be an appealing market like Los Angeles, New York, Miami. But we go, yeah. But we will draft the guys that we need. They went and got a big center who's won it three times now. They went and got Dude, the Bogdanovich brothers are shooters. They're just stupid shooters. First of all, they're not even related, funny enough. No, they're not. They're not even related. Oh, I thought they were. But that's basically say Jackson in, in, in America or Smith. I guess. That's what it's it is. kind of alike to me, but whatever. I thought one was one or the other, whatever. Them Ukraine boys be wilding out there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But they're, but they're shooters. They're both shooters. Yeah. And and that guy, Ingles, is, he's like he's like a little joker. Yo, he's Ingles. He's a tiny joker. And... The sloppiest Ingles, looking <laughs> He's so sloppy, but his Australian sloppy. ass is different, but he pisses me off how good he is. He is. He's really good. He's, he's, good. he's different. He's different. So, so you, you get if you get all right, I get all right. San Antonio vibes. That's the only pathway if, to a dynasty. If I would say Utah, if Phoenix either puts the ball in Payne's hand, which I don't think they should. I think he's a backup at that. But if they draft a point guard that's worth something that that Chris Paul can mold into, because that's that's like, you know, when you say quarterbacks working under the right uh, uh, quarterback on the way out, the drafted ones that you work under and then you get put into the game. That's the guy you want to work under is a Chris Paul, because he's the best floor general to get it done in the NBA for a very long time. Yep. He just hasn't been able to got, get to win the ship. He should have been a Laker. That shit got blocked. It hurt all our hearts to see that. But it is what it is. At that time, it didn't hurt my heart at all. Yeah, I was but, like, "Dog, they these, this team can't get any better than they already are." <laughs> yeah. But but you want to see him win, man. Like, I, I want to see him win, and I want to see. Them oh no, for sure, for sure. Huh? I said for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, yes. for sure. If if it were if it were me, if they draft a point guard this year and he's given the ability to grow, then I'm gonna say Phoenix. But right now. I'm telling you, man, Utah, like you've been saying, there's something different out there. In the yeah. Day. And I think the way getting, getting the way helps a lot. Now with me, with Phoenix, they give me like Denver vibes. Like I don't think Denver will ever, like Jokic will never win a championship. And that's how I feel about Phoenix. They just give me that. They're good. They're really good, but they're just Phoenix is like, remember Phoenix when they had Nash in them, it's the same thing with, with how the Nuggets are right now. Really, really good. But when the rubber beats the road in the playoffs and they need to win a series, they don't got it. Like hey, it happens, it happens they, sometimes. Look at the Mavericks. Look at the Mavericks. They took down a super team. They eventually broke through. But that's dog. Dirk Nitvisky is the sixth or seventh all-time leading scorer. I mean, damn. They don't grow Dirk Nitvisky's on trees every damn week. So there's not, there's not that many MVPs that that have won it two times either in a Steve Nash. So yeah, well, yeah. He, but get his what did that do for him? Steve Nash has zero rings. His best chance to get a ring is the yeah. fact that he's the coach of the Brooklyn ass cheating Nets. That's the only <laughs> way. <laughs> I get it, but if I had a if looking at all the teams that are left right now, if I had to create a dynasty with them, it's going to be Utah, and then it would be Phoenix right behind them. Nobody in the East. Like, is has done it yet to me? I mean, Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn's bro. Brooklyn. All right, Brooklyn. but oh, check this out though. So let's we're gonna go on the assumption we're all assume Brooklyn's gonna win it this year, right? Oh yeah. So next year, Golden State will be back. Mm -hmm. Steph, Clay, Draymond, and they still Wiggins got better, and they have Minnesota's 
top three protected pick or something like that. So, and then Wiseman will be back. Do you think with them coming back to four, I mean, we saw how Steph Curry finishes. Steph Curry was an MVP finals for damn sake as a ninth, as a ninth eight seed, or as a ninth seed actually. So, do you think Golden State can run this shit back? Not only do I think Golden State can run it back, I think LA can run it back too. LA can run so LA is gonna get LA is gonna get somebody. We get number six LeBron. We get an AD, and we get in Damian Lillard. Ooh, Dude, I it would, it would kill me, but I wouldn't be mad at it. Like Ooh, I want to be if Damian dog. If Damian Lillard becomes a Laker next year, I just want to say I predicted this like three years ago. But anyway, Damian Lillard, AD, but if the AD can't stay healthy, but Damian Lillard, old LeBron, and AD, yeah, they can they can cause some problems. So or even or even Kimba Walker, Kimba Walker fits the mold because he's already on Kimba's, the way. Tony Sports, Kemba's washed. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think LeBron. Well, if it. Golden State and the Lakers are back, right? Is that going to stop Utah from being a dynasty or Phoenix from being a dynasty? Oh, because yeah. they got Absolutely. so yeah, so it's it's hard. It's hard, but but I think they can contend. That's the thing is I think I think right now it's good for them. But I think what the 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 steps that Utah is taking is good for them. Now what sucks for Phoenix is they're going to have to come up with a lot of money to keep these guys. Because I was reading that they got to pay. Like, like Michael Bridges is looking to get paid. Aiden is looking to get paid. Aiden was the first overall pick. And he's, Aiden, he's out. still a baby. He came in with Trey in them, right? Who? Trey oh, he, he is looking to get paid. Because, yeah, Dante's about to get paid this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came in with Dante's in them, yeah. He's looking to get paid. A lot of these guys look looking right. to get paid. So that's, that's the thing is you got to keep the right players there that you know, the ones yeah. that you can grow. And... If some have to leave, you got to find the best replacements. That's true. So Aiden's gonna have to get paid. Like he's yeah, they did. That means they're not holding on to Chris Paul. So this is like a one and done year to me. If Chris Paul don't get don't get the chip this year, Chris Paul gonna be playing for Brooklyn next year too. Nah, he'll be like, <laughs> okay, I'm going with Bronny. Everybody. That's what he did. Go play with your homie, dog. Damn. No, he got LeBron out the playoffs. How dare he not come go play with LeBron? He got to go back up. He got to go back. No, but look for 100 million, though. We were fucking promised a super team of LeBron, CP3, Carmelo Anthony, maybe D Wade, and possibly Chris Bosch. So, Chris Bosch, say, hold your horses. I am not going to the Hall of Fame. Nah, Chris Bosch got blood clots. He got to chill. Find this shit over to the wife to run it while you're in the NBA one year, and let's let's have it. I want to listen. Mello, it's got to be Mello and and, uh, Dame Dollar got to be on the phone together. Like, look. I know we like it up here in Portland, but let's go on down to LA, bro. Dame, just like the J. Cole skate. You know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. Bro. You know why I'm here. Dame is about to apply pressure a J. Cole line. He about to apply pressure next year when he comes to the Lakers. Usually when they got rid of Terry Stotts, because you knew that's probably going to be the end of Dame in Portland. I don't want to. And you like- saw how J. Kid, he was like, I don't want to be a candidate for the Portland job no more. Because Dame was like, nah, bro, don't come up here. Don't come up here. I'm coming yeah. down over there. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but we're, we'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of the season, man. Hopefully Brooklyn loses, and hopefully somebody outshines. Stop saying hopefully. It's not going to happen, bro. We talked about it last show. It's over. <laughs> I mean, we got to see LeBron lose. Bruh. Mavericks, man. They, 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 they beat these, uh, these boys by 40? <laughs> Milwaukee. They beat Milwaukee by 40. Then he beat an eight seed. They beat Giannis Antetokounmpo by 40. 
Yeah, they did. They After I saw that, I didn't even watch that game. I, I didn't open up the box score and I was like, whoa. I don't watch, I don't watch any Brooklyn games. I, I was like, about 40. Oh shit, it's over. Oh man. All right. If I had any doubt before, it's over now. Let's let's wrap the show up, man. We're we're gonna get all off topic talking about these stupid ass nets. So we're coming to the end of the show. We do our fun segment here. Where do you go to college? It's not happening today. Uh, today, since Julio Jones has gifted AJ Brown his number 11 and switching to number two now that a lot of uh, positions can change to different numbers now, uh, the NFL is allowing that, we decided to put together a list of jersey changes of different players that stick out to us. So we Did any Jets change their number this year? Huh? Any uh, New York Jet change the number this year? I don't care about any of them this year. Hey, I'm my boy Jalen Hurts, he said, I'm not number two no more. I'm QB number one. Darius right. Slay went from 24 to two as well. So I want to sure, make sure I keep y'all posted on the Eagles stuff. I'm sure we've got three of the same, but we can we can rattle now. You want me to go we first? We just going to have fun with what, why we like our favorite uh, jersey changes. That's all. So I'm not going to go in any particular order, but – so the first one I have is Michael Jordan, obviously. He went from 23 to 45. He had that occasional 12 number. And there that's, so that's the one I actually wanted to talk on. It wasn't the 45. 45 was whatever. It was the number 12. Somebody so stole the jersey. I, like, so we had like a family friend or whatever that played in the NBA. And he, I, you know, I used to go visit him a lot, right? He had the number 12 Jordan jersey. I was like, bro, we, wh- what is this jersey for? He was like, and he told me the story. This is like 12, nah, this is like 15 years ago he told me that story. And I was like, Jordan wore number 12 against the Magic, crazy enough. I'm like, what I happened? They, 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 they stole his damn jersey. Only in Florida. Only Florida man stole this man's jersey. And he had to wear no name number 12. I was like, oh, shit. That's the best story ever. Exactly. I, I'm trying to get that 12 jersey too. I know um, Mitchell and Ness makes one, but I'm not yeah. trying to. Put yeah, it out. was Mitchell and Ness. It was Mitchell and Ness. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to cop one though. I know that bitch is expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got. I got routes. I'm trying to take on this though. Another one is Kobe, eight to twenty-four. We got both to see. retired. Yeah, both retired. Probably the only only player ever to have two numbers retired. LeBron will get twenty-three and six retired. Oh yeah, that's keeping a buck. Another he got one was, two rings as 23 and two rings as six. Yeah. And Body get number five, number three in the, in the six jersey next year. My next is, got something to say about it. My next is LeBron with 23-6, back to 23, now back to six. And even in the new Space Jam movie, he's rocking six. Because so, he know. He knows he about that. to take down the Goon Squad this summer. And then we and then we come, we we coming yeah. right back. LeBron said, My old ass is coming back. I'm 30. He might be 37 in December. Yo, pause, pause. You know who's on the Goon Squad? A Dame lot of people. Lillard. Booker. Dame Lillard. Dame. Oh. <laughs> Clay Thompson, too. Clay's on it. Clay wants to come back to LA. That's where his daddy went. His but, daddy Dame, but Dame, Dame's got some over the summer rapport with him, man. So Diana Tarashi's in there. Yeah, one of the other WNBA players are in it. Oh, Gubake, Nigerian girl, Chide Gubake. Um, okay, another one I have. Uh, Joe Montana, we got to see him at 16. He went to 19 uh, when he went to the Chiefs. And then my last one was my funny one. Anybody who gets traded to the Yankees, like you got to change your number automatically because like zero through nine is already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, all in the Hall of Fame. You know who my funny one is? 
Who? The man, the myth, the legend, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> when my man was normal in Detroit, he was number 10, right? Regular <laughs> hair, no tattoos, chilling, right? Mm-hmm. Then he hooked up with Madonna. Then he sh- like tried to shoot himself or shot himself or whatever in a pickup truck. Next thing you know, in the colorful hair, he was number 91. He was number 73 with the Lakers. He was number uh, 70 with the Mavs because they wouldn't give him 69 because of obvious reasons. Uh, What's his name? Mark Cuban was like, hell no. Hell to the no. So my man went from normal number 10 to 91, 73, and 70. He was wearing football lineman jerseys after being a regular ass number 10. Yeah. That's my favorite. The the favorite the favorite part of that story was Mark Cuban had to veto him getting sixty nine because yeah. at that point he was Carmen Electra. He was dealing with this wedding dresses. My man was all over the place. So he's yeah. still in place, man. Still, he be hanging out with Kim Jong Il in North Korea. <laughs> you got any more? Is that it? That was your funny one. That was my favorite one. It was a Robin one. I mean, the other ones, the the Jordan, the LeBron, the Kobe's. Those were the obvious ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like you can't beat those. Yeah. I, I wish some, like shocker ones for me too, like Shaq, Stranger Numbers. Shaq wore 32, 33, 34, 36. Yeah. Halajuan when he switched it up. And then uh, I remember Patrick Ewing killed me when I saw him go from 33 to six. Listen, like, when, when in the 90s, and, and when all those big time players were playing for like, and the big men too. Like when Orlando was playing in Toronto, that jersey was just weird to see. When e- Ewing was playing Orlando, I was like, "What the and hell?" The Sonics. With this, I'm like, "What the hell is this shit?" Right here? <laughs> and then Shaq, yo, every time I see Shaq in a Boston Celtics jersey, it just it my mind just can't fathom. I'm like, "What the hell is this man wearing this jersey for?" Even even the Phoenix Suns or Cleveland is the Phoenix one. He had success with Phoenix. He went All Star team with Phoenix. He did when it was when a ring for the king. It was yeah. just another day. I was like, yo. But Boston. I was like, what the hell is this? He weighed like four hundred fifty pounds. It was like it was like Rajon Rondo talking shit about the Lakers, and then finally he signs with them and wins the ship. Like, right, and then and then my boy, you know, my boy, boy Allen Iverson. He was wearing a Memphis jersey. A Pistons jersey. Like I was cool with the Nuggets. Oh, because at that time I was the biggest Mellow fan anyway. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, AI Mellow. Oh, I was cool with that. But then when he was in Detroit and in Memphis, yeah. Like, All right, I was like, bro, this is not gonna work. And then he was in Greece or Turkey or whatever. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. I need that number three back. I need that Philadelphia number three back because this shit is weird now. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be looking like when I look back at Mellow's crew and I got to see him, you know, Denver, New York. And then he had the stint with, with uh, OKC. No, then, I want to get that Rockets jersey. That's what I want. Well, the, the, what pisses me off about the Rockets is like how bad they always wanted him, and then they didn't use him. I'm like, bro, why, why would you do this to this man? No, I was like, bro, but, why not try? And then the Atlanta like Hawks, when they traded him there, they made him that honorary jersey. I'll, yo, if we can find an Atlanta Hawk Carmelo jersey, I wonder how much that would go for. <laughs> I can get one made, but but it wouldn't be official. It wouldn't be official. Rasheed Wallace played one game for the Atlanta Hawks. I gotta see. I gotta. See. I want to get jersey jerseys where like it was like they were only there for like a week. <laughs> like I, right. that was like my my stopping point before I got to the other team. <laughs> yeah, it was somebody else. I think Paul Gasol did too. I, uh, I can't remember if he did or not. No, 
somebody else did that was like you might be right about Pau Gasol actually. Yeah, he had he lost it. I think he was drafted by the Hawks and then no, he was drafted by the, by, by the Grizzlies. Was he? Yeah, he, he was, was by the, the Hawks and then traded the draft draft rights. Shame, he could be right. I mean, I know Luca and Trey, but you yeah. know they never like now this. They never played of, for the team. There's a bunch of kooky things like that, but yeah, like having that one day jersey that you played there for, and then oh, and that Rasheed, that Rasheed one, that Rasheed one. I want a Chauncey Billups Boston jersey too. That's who drafted him, though. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, let me go get that one too. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up. So, hey, listen, if y'all into like sports memorabilia and stuff, a Rob got all the cards and all the damn. I got no, I got no cards. Hats, jerseys, he got all the cool shit. So y'all ain't gonna see a Rob. Hats <laughs> and jerseys for sure, man. But cards, I got. I used to have a bunch, and some some asshole at a card store. I brought him the whole thing. And he was like, dude, these have no more value. Oh and yeah, look at him now. Yeah, all no, no, I'm pissed off. I lost a lot of good cards, bro. All I got is this right here. This hey, don't be showing card. people that. They, they don't they know where you live, dog. Don't show them that. Need to get that appraised, though. But all right, let's wrap up the show. Twitter at fair underscore weather pod, IG, the fair weather podcast, YouTube, the fair weather podcast, Facebook, the fair weather podcast. Wherever you subscribe to podcasts, you can listen to the audio of us there as well. MySpace, like I've been saying for we for years now. Um shoot, what else do they got? A aim, chat message, um, all of that stuff, man. Make sure you subscribe, hit that subscribe button, follow, like, share with your best friend, share with your side piece, share with your mistress, take it to your parents. We're going worldwide. Paraphernalia is coming soon. We're we about to have posters and stuff. We going worldwide, guys. And shout out to my boy, uh famous Los, aka. Loso's way. I, I've been seeing my boy doing all these battles and stuff, man. He killing it. So shout out to Los. Download his yeah. single too. We'll promote it. All that stuff. All right. Hey, shout out to the NBA and the NFL and all of others. Shout out to the MLB for all these cheating ass players. Shout out to the uh for the to the Bolts because we doing things. And shout out to USF for making to for winning the regionals and college world series. We advancing. We're about to take down Texas. Let's go. If you got you got anything to say about us, come see me. You know where I live. Peace. <laughs>